Welcome to the YXE Sports Podcast. Under a new name with Matt and Ray Morrison, this is for the week of March the 16th. Ray Morrison, like I said, joins me again. And uh, under a new name, big things are coming. Big things are coming. Matthew, hard to believe with you at the helm. Big things are coming, but... Big things are coming. That's this, good. Uh, yes, we're going to ramp this up a notch, and you okay. forgot your glasses. So. I did. No, I'm good. I'm, I'm oh, good to go. Work, but. Uh, it'll be fine. <laughs> uh, how was the weekend? <laughs> uh, the weekend was okay. Pretty yeah. uneventful. Yeah. Uh, followed orders. We're to stay in our homes as much as we can. We are to wash our hands as much as we can. We are to do all the things that we can do. By the way, your godmother and, and uh, godfather. Mm, yes are successfully on the way back from the United States, a little trip they took. And believe it or not, they are catching the last flight into Calgary. I think they're in Calgary as we record this and into Regina. Tomorrow at this time, that flight is not happening. Yeah, that's amazing. After what the prime minister had to say earlier on this March 16th. Yeah, so, that's, that's yeah, so they're, they have made it back into the country. Like so. I said, we kind of talked about it last week a little bit when we did the emergency episode, but I've never seen anything like this in yeah, my lifetime, no, and you kind of echoed the same sentiment. Yep. Uh, the Western Hockey League teams and teams all across uh, basically Canadian junior hockey have sent all of their players home, which means there's probably no end in sight no. to when this is going to end. No, and you, you know, you're talking about players that are 16 to 20 years mm. of age who are kind of in a state of limbo. The league's looking around. They're looking at you know, provinces canceling school, you know, how are you going to keep some of these high school, in some cases, high school age kids in these markets, you know, far Mm -hmm. away from home. So it's best that they be home and get home properly. And then once they're back to their hometowns, undergo the protocols that have been laid out that we should all be all be doing. I have a hard time believing that they're going to play again this season. That's just me just because of the the age and yeah. how difficult travel might be. Like we talk about uh, the family friend of ours, the Cadoos. Tommy, of course, yep. is playing in Tri-City. Kennewick, Washington. Yeah, so yep. now he has to come back to Saskatoon. So getting him back to Kennewick in the event that that <clears throat> happens might be a little bit of an issue. You, issue. you have these European players that are probably yeah. going back overseas going across too, the pond. right? Yeah, yeah. So that might present some challenges that way. I, d- I don't know enough about it, but I just think the the fact that they're sending players home isn't a good sign. Well, I think we'll know more. Like the window of of the extent of this disease is going to be known in the next three weeks. Mm-hmm. So, if you're the Western Hockey League, do you take a look at your schedule and go, okay, you know what we've we've kind of to we were able to kind of manage and for the most part survive this virus. Now, do you go with a 60-game schedule and then start the playoffs? Yeah. You know, do you alter? I mean, I, I, I really do think that for – because we talk about the NHL workers, and we'll get to that in a moment, the part-time workers mm-hmm. that are working yep. in the ranks or whatever. In some Western Hockey League centers, a lot of people are depending on these games to happen as well, right? So um, it might be too early to make a call on a lot of that stuff. I think in the next three weeks we'll know the extent of this pandemic and then, you know, from there what, what leagues are going to, to do. Generally, the Memorial Cup is given out, what, third week of May? Yeah, mid to end of May, somewhere yeah. in there, yeah. So you could, the playoffs generally start kind of... Well, right around this time. Right around this time. Yep. So if you took off 10 games off the regular season, or five, Which, or whatever... I don't know if there's even 10 games left in on a lot of these teams. Well, that's true. Yeah. Right? But, yeah. yeah. But do you alter the playoffs? Yeah, you exactly. Have, you know, yep. what, what leagues are going to do... Now, once we start up again, it's going to be very mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah, for sure. 
Um, and we talk about it in some WHL markets, but like uh, the Junior A, the Canadian Junior Hockey League, I think has suspended all of yeah. their seasons too. Yeah. So that's the SJ, yeah. the MJHL, the AJHL. And in some of these smaller WHL centers, mm-hmm. I mean, how much does it affect these small communities Lots. that these yep. teams are in, right? So oh, absolutely. From- I mean, you, well, last year we saw what a boost a junior hockey team can give to a community when we saw the Raiders yep. go on their run to their league title. And I then mean, the year before in Swift Current. Absolutely. Yep. And so that's, you know, that's kind of what's at stake here for some of these smaller communities, especially some of the teams that are not owned by people but run by boards. Mm-hmm. You know, how big of a role they play in those communities is huge. So it's, uh, it's, it's a, a kick on many levels for sure, but everybody understands that, Sure, while it's a kick, there's, yeah. there's much more at stake if we don't follow the orders that we need to to, to keep everybody safe. Well, it's not even sports-related. I know some small businesses are starting to close in Saskatoon and reduce yeah. hours and things like that. So even for yeah. a big city economy like Saskatoon, there's just uh, nothing good. Well, there are come three new cases in B.C. as of this March 16th mm-hmm. that we're taping this. So mm-hmm. sadly, uh, there's been four deaths in Canada now as yeah. of as of. March the 16th. Um, and, and, you know, you, you listen to a lot of the health professionals and, um, you know, that they know that it's uh, respiratory, right? They know they know how to stop respiratory infection, but they just don't know enough about this one to know the full extent as to how to kill it or if it'll run its course or, or what it'll do. And that's that's what's uh, scaring a lot of people. The NHL made their plans a little more clear this week. They basically started player, started to tell players that they can travel back yep. to their home cities and uh, the European players can go back uh, across to Europe. So uh, the NHL is showing maybe a little bit of confidence that this might there might be an end in sight if they're yeah. kind of starting to allow players to travel home. No, but, Well, I don't. Uh, confidence in what way? Just that this virus might be slowing down or... North America might have caught. Yeah, I don't. Enough. I don't know if that's what they're thinking. I think what they're thinking is by sending players home. I think the thought is there might not be an end in sight. Yeah. We don't know enough, right? So it's time to send players. Not you know, if if Sidney Crosby wants to be in the Maritimes and he's stuck in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania without his you know <laughs> without family or people he cares to be with. I mean that's. Uh, the NHL, I, I I look at it the other way. Okay, I'm glad I like the way you look at it yeah. though, because there's there's an optimistic tone to that. But but I, I look at it the other way that this this could be a long haul. The Calgary Flames originally were not going to compensate uh, arena staff during this stoppage. Of course, the Scotiabank Saddledome, in addition to the Flames, has the NLL Calgary's Roughnecks and the uh, a lot of big concerts yep. go through the Scotiabank Saddledome as well. So originally they weren't going to compensate uh, part-time arena staff. They have since had a change of heart yesterday. So due March to the pressure the f- of fans, March the fifteenth. Well, there was also a counselor who got involved in that as well, and that was one of the things that happened there. One of the city councilors, Robison, I think his last name was. He was the guy who kind of told Calgary Sports and Entertainment, "You guys do the right thing with these mm-hmm. part-time employees." Giordano, Monahan, Gaudreau—they're not going to miss a check at six point seven five million dollars per year. They're going to get their two checks to end the season. And so that pressure really didn't look good on Calgary Sports and Entertainment. And as a result, um, they are stepping up and paying those part-time employees that basically work a lot of the game events and concert events and, and nothing else. That's basically how they make their money. 
Uh, at one point in time, uh, the Calgary Flames, uh, or not necessarily the Flames, but somebody in Calgary actually set up a GoFundMe page. Yeah. Uh, they wanted a $10,000 goal and had since raised $81,000 yep. yep. of that 10000 goal. And some members of the Flames uh, stepped up. I think Milan Lucic, Zach Ronaldo, Sam Bennett, maybe yeah. a couple other uh, Flames yeah. players uh, stepped up there. Councillor Jeff Davison was the one that yeah. took to Twitter and said, you know what? And the other point that was made, and I get a little bit concerned when American uh, political pundits get involved, but mm-hmm. Keith Olbermann was one of the guys who said, really, this this community is going to lean on its taxpayers for a new arena, and this is mm-hmm. this is what you're doing? Uh, so he kind of called out Calgary Sports and Entertainment to do the right thing, and they have come around, and they have uh, and they have done that. What was the one quote? It was something like, "We may not get things right off the start, but we always work to ensure yeah. that we have the right goal in mind." Right, or whatever. Exactly. Why would you come out and admit that? Oh well, sometimes we don't always get things right, or sometimes we. Well, I think it was time for a little humility. Yeah, from that Flames ownership group. I think humility was probably when they had to do a one eighty based on public pressure. I think that that was the right thing. As of this recording, Winnipeg is still not paying their part-time staff. I think that'll change. I do as well. I, yeah. I, I don't. Yeah, no, I don't think sure. that's. I don't think that's a thing at all. I, I think that they're going to have to come around and 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 change that too. Um, and then, of course, the Ottawa Senators, which really shouldn't be a surprise to a lot of people, just based off of the type of person and owner that Eugene Melnick is. Again, as of the date of this recording has not uh, said yeah. or announced a plan to compensate their staff as well. I'm a little bit surprised at the Winnipeg Jets that they haven't yet yeah, the Junior Sports yep. uh, and Entertainment. But um, the Saskatchewan Rush, of course, uh, well, the NLL as a whole wants to resume, but uh, there's a very good to fair chance that they also yeah. might not. Uh, Nick Sakavich did an interview with Kevin Mitchell of the Saskatoon Star Phoenix on Friday, and Sakavich basically said he was very confident that there will be a conclusion to the season. So what that means, I don't know. But <laughs> yeah. his goal is to give away a league title. So yeah. um, there are some challenges in that league. So maybe it's the top team in each division has a best of three or a one-game showdown or, or something. But, they, you know, he, he, he'd really, as every league would. I mean, Gary Bettman would love to give the Stanley Cup yeah. away. Nick Sakevich would like to give the Champions Trophy away. I mean, I think, I think you know, that's probably the end goal for a lot of these leagues to be quite frank that are up against it and feeling it a little bit so oh, true up. north true north reserves direction vows to pay part-time and casual staff for postponed events thanks to our producer ian roach who just stuck this okay. in front of me now uh was this as of today this was posted march 15th but okay, so as, yesterday afternoon yesterday afternoon but as of today the article i read uh unless it was post dated <laughs> had uh still not said that they were going to well, yeah. I, I think I, but, I I think they will. Whether it's today or yesterday, yeah, I, or I, this I think week. I think eventually everybody will do the right thing. I yes. think you know, I, you take a look at the publicity hit that the Calgary Flames took on this. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think any team wants to wants to go through that at all, especially because you know, like I said, the quick argument is Monahan, Giordano, Goudreau, and six point seven a year. They're not missing a check, so yeah. why are these guys? So. It's it's uh, it's it's the right thing to do, especially in Calgary, where that they're talking. Market. Well, yeah. especially when they're talking about a new arena, mm-hmm. you can't go to the taxpayers and say, "Hey, you want to pay for forty percent of that?" Yeah. Well, no, you just treated hundreds of our citizens like garbage. Yeah. And so that's 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 uh, good to see. I, I'll bet you more come around on that than than not in the in the future. I think the majority of 
teams said that they would pay. Uh, yeah. Like I think almost all of the states uh, teams in the U.S. said that they were going to pay their uh, staff because a lot of times in the states, it's NBA and NHL shared. Arenas, well, see, that'll be right? one of the things so, too. If if the NBA and then the NHL resumes, you got some busy venues. Mm-hmm. You take a look at Madison Square Garden with the Rangers and the Knicks, and I mean. You know, to kind of cram in playoffs and maybe the tail end of a regular season here in the next month and a half. Yeah, there's uh, the schedule makers are going to be earning some big time dough here in those leagues if if play resumes. Don't envy those uh, leaders no. at this uh, <laughs> not at all stage of the uh, situation. Uh, moving to the NFL, a new CBA collective bargaining agreement for the NFL was voted upon uh, over the weekend. Should be good for another ten years. This vote was incredibly close. 1,019 players voted yes, mm-hmm. 959 players voted no. And there are some players that don't like the idea of a 17-game season. Yes. And they are really upset. Some 500 players didn't bother to vote. Yeah. And some players are really upset about that. Um, the NFL and UFC, they're kind of being criticized a little bit here for kind of continuing on with business a little bit. Now, they're not putting people at risk because – you know, a lot of this stuff can be done by conference call or whatever the you know the free agency yeah. tampering period, which sort of starts today. Yes, uh, but they're they're being criticized by some for for what's gone on. But some 500 players didn't vote, and so for the players that lost on the vote and don't want to play 17 games in a regular season, oh, are they upset <laughs> at those 500 members? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and it was actually you didn't say what you want about uh, Pat McAfee, but he is well-connected because he is a former NFL player, and he was saying maybe a little bit of the reason why some of these players didn't vote. They're probably younger players, newer to the league. It can be intimidating if you vote the wrong way and have a vet in your ear ticked off at you because you voted yes or no or the other way. Yeah, and right? I don't know how voting worded, worked. Yeah. Like, were, were the votes made public? I, I, I don't know. I, don't I, know I mean, it's probably a good point, but you yeah. would you would assume that every vote would be, every vote would be cast would be confidential, but yeah. I don't know that for sure. That's seven. Uh, 17-game regular season, which would mean one less preseason game. Um, Increased practice rosters, 10 to 12, and then eventually they want to get up to 14 practice roster spots. There's two more game day roster spots. That goes from 46 to 48, so 64 more jobs in total. When you look at it that way is always good. If you wanted to put a CFL spin on this, you got to think that that two additional practice roster spots might affect yep. the CFL yep. and the Absolutely. players that, uh, yep. that come to play here. So. Well, having said that, though, we'll never notice that. Yeah. You know, everybody talks about that. Well, this is going to hurt the CFL. You know what? The level of play in the CFL, especially when half of your players are Canadian anyway, it, it, the play in the Canadian Football League because of this isn't going to be hindered or altered to the average fan's knowledge. And I guess right? that that's the question. Like, if it does anything have to be done for the CFL to combat this to ensure no. that they don't lose players over the no. years. No, the, the markets like Saskatchewan will continue to thrive and they'll continue mm-hmm. to love their football team and markets like Toronto and Vancouver will continue <laughs> to be indifferent. <laughs> Nothing changes. No, I was uh, at a game at uh, BC Place in October and it was one heck of a facility. But oh boy. That was, was your first pre- time in BC Place? Yes. Yeah. 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 No, I've been in there a couple times. Yeah, and uh, yeah. apparently, well, apparently before the big reno that they did, it was just a dump yeah but uh yeah it was redone it was very nice and it's a shame that uh, people don't go to watch the bc lines i want to say it's because the lines weren't that good last year but i know full well that that's not the reason why yeah. people aren't in the stands yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, you were you were doing um, color for the U of S Huskies yes. football team, so that's yep. why you were there. Yep. So it would have kind of been neat because you would have seen a Lacombo play for the Lions yep. and a Lacombo play for the Huskies the next day. And right? I think Nelson the, and Bo. Yeah, and I think the crowd at the uh, UBC Thunderbird game was more than the crowd at Pro- the probably UBC louder, <laughs> probably louder. Yeah, no, those those Lions crowds are <laughs> very thin, and that's that's too bad too. Where do you think Tom Brady ends up? Well, I'd like to see Tom Brady end up in back in New England. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't like it when Brett Favre played for the Jets and the Vikings, and I didn't like it when Joe Montana played for the Kansas City Chiefs, and I don't like the thought of Tom Brady playing anywhere else. I would have thought before this week, and I don't know why the Tennessee Titans did this with Tom Brady, perhaps a fit, but they re-signed Ryan Tannehill. To like $118 million or something. Who stupid. clearly proved he's not a playoff yeah. quarterback. He's, you know, he didn't do well in the playoffs. If you got a chance at Tom, and your 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 head coach is Mike Brable, who mm-hmm. used to play with Tom Brady, Tom Brady yeah. in New England. So I would have thought that that would have been the landing spot. Um, one of the networks, because I think it's TSN, because there's no um, sports of knowledge to put on your sports news shows one of the segments was on where does tom brady land and they're doing the five possible places he might land but i mean if he's not going to go to tennessee which did make the most sense to me until Tannehill got signed um it just seems to me that new england would be i'd, I'd like to see him finish his career yeah there, no know? i agree and like, i think that's where he will end up ultimately is back yeah. in new england yeah i hope so i think so <clears throat> yeah uh because last i heard it was either new england or tampa yeah. And nobody wants to go play for the Buccaneers. Nobody? No, I don't think oh, so. Okay. I Well see in this and, but in these features on, on Sports Center that the TSN is run and they're ESPN pieces, they talk about the connecting links. Yeah. And so while Mike Vrabel is the coach for the Titans Tennessee Titans, he also has links to Yeah. But he's been around for twenty freaking years so he's got ties to every nfl team right so that's that the so they keep talking about his landing spots but i uh, you know if it wasn't going to be the titans i'd like to see him Back stay with the patriots yeah. i think so yeah. yeah that's where you think he's gonna go i think so go yeah. play your one or two more years and that'll allow get one new, more championship yeah, in and that'll yes. now yeah, yeah. allow new england to get a succession plan in in place um, but he's probably the biggest free agent since Peyton Manning from 2012 when he signed in Denver, no? For the mo- the oh, absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. You uh, decorated Super Bowl champion like that who still can play in the right offensive scheme? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, that would be, you know, yeah, everybody's television is going to go off after that signing's made. Nobody's going to watch any more <laughs> free agency coverage. He's the guy that everybody's interested in for sure. Yeah, yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see. And I mean, uh, I did see a thing today saying that uh, the NFL is kind of sort of suspending operations. They're yeah. essentially not allowing players to go to team facilities. Yep. Um, the business side of things is still going to go through, but uh, workout activities and all that sort of stuff has been suspended. And again, we're recording this on March 16th. Did you see what Sportsnet uh, tweeted out here? No. They're not going to have everybody together to record things like Sports Central and stuff anymore. Oh. They're going to ban gatherings, even like the small one that we're having with Ian now, that they're not going to bring that many people together. So We are 47 people away from this being a big no-no. So. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah. So they, they, are, they are, and I know a lot of workplaces are, are doing the same mm-hmm. sort of thing, but it's going to be really strange to see what some of these 
sports networks are, are forced to do as, as things sort of subside here. Well, and I was watching Sportsnet earlier today, or Sportsnet Central, and they were interviewing Chris Johnston, the NHL insider. Yeah. And one of the questions for him was, okay, so the NHL, if it returns, there's a good chance that it'll return in front of no fans. Assuming that this no more than 50-person gathering is still a thing, yeah. it would almost be, and this was Chris Johnston's point, it would almost be impossible to even televise a game even if you didn't have any fans because you have NHL players, coaches, training staff, and then your entire production crew yeah. all in the same, well, that's surely more than 50 people. Yeah. So yeah, it'll be interesting, but it all depends when the NHL gets back and up and going. Yeah, I don't. they won't be able to do anything until every level of government on both sides of the border says, yeah, you can, you can resume no some normal activities. Yep. You know, there's just – and, that you know, you do have to give the NBA credit because they were the first ones. As awkward as it was mm-hmm. with that Jazz OKC mm-hmm. game, they were the first ones to kind of say, this is at personal risk to people. Yep. So even though we have a full arena, we're not playing, and we're going to empty the arena. Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell from the Utah Jazz. Of course, the two players with, with the confirmed cases of the coronavirus have both sent out messages to social media thanking fans for their support. And uh, by their accounts, they're doing well and they're on the mend. And, Gobert uh, also donated 500 grand to yep. the uh, arena staff uh, of the Utah Jazz yep. as well. So yep. that was good. He, he kind of made, uh, he was criticized for kind of, not taking this seriously mm-hmm. earlier, but uh, that was one of the pieces of, of news that came out as well was he donated a half million dollars to the staff of the arena there too. So now so that's good. I'm not a doctor, but a lot of people, I'm the, what? I'm the, you'd be yeah, surprising, right? Shocking. But anyways, uh, Rudy, <laughs> Rudy Gobert was criticized because he might have given it to a young fan because he was signing some kid's autograph. Nah. Now, if you're Rudy Gobert, you probably at that time didn't know that you had it. So I think that criticism in that sense is a little unfair because he probably didn't even know yeah. that he had the symptoms. Yeah, of it. no, and, and you got to be so. careful. You know, the one thing about social media, you got to be careful. Yeah, oh, of course. Because people tend to pile on, right? Yeah. And if, if, if Rudy Gobert took the time to sign an autograph for a young fan, good for Rudy Gobert. Yeah. You know, and, and so I, I'm, I would didn't really like his actions during that news conference yeah. where he made fun of the virus. Touching but, all the microphones but and stuff, yeah. you can't criticize him for signing an autograph. Taking time for no. the fans. Right. So, uh, like, I, like we said off the top, there is some super exciting things happening with this podcast, so we're excited to see where things go. So we want to thank our producer, Ian Roach, for being here. Indeed. Once again, yep. as he gives us the big thumbs up. Better than... That's right. Other better, gestures that he's given us. Other the fingers he could give us. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Uh, this will be up on uh, my Facebook, Matthew Morrison, my Twitter, at Matt Morrison72. And are people all abuzz about this? Are Absolutely. You getting good? Are they, oh, yeah. yeah. People wait for this? People wait for this. Good. Absolutely, they good do. Stuff. It'll awesome. also be up on Spotify as well, so you can let me know your thoughts there. And we will talk to you at the same time next week. But like I said, let me know your thoughts on uh, all the social media channels, and we'll take it from there, and we'll talk to you next week.